Welcome to NCT Answers, a podcast from In-Depth Studies that examines theological issues from a New Covenant Theology perspective. I'm your host, Paul Honeycutt, joined as always by Jeff Volker. Jeff, today's question is, how are we to understand 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17? Well, let's first read 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17, and I'm reading from the new NIV. Uh, and it says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, the, especially in uh, discussions of New Covenant theology, the, the criticism, complaint, that is usually raised is that uh, to, let's say, someone like me as I'm t- teaching this, is that you say that the Mosaic Law is no more which is true, that's what we say, and that we're now under the law of Christ. Well then, doesn't this passage say that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness? So, are we saying in NCT that something that Scripture contradicts? We're saying the Mosaic Law is no more, therefore that portion of Scripture is not authoritative for our life. You know, we're under the law of Christ, so unless the law of Christ brings over portions of the Mosaic Law and makes them law of Christ, they don't have uh, authority in our lives as law. Well, that's... Um, in order to discuss this, we need to, to, to discuss the question of relevance. And that is, is all Scripture equally relevant to the life of the believer? Is all scripture equally relevant? And the answer is no. And so we need to illustrate that a little bit and go back to Leviticus 19, which is a, that particular chapter is a grocery list of Mosaic law. Just so example, go down to verse 19 where it says, Keep my decrees. Do not mate different kinds of animals. I guess that's do not create a mule. Mm-hmm. You know, horse and a and a donkey. Uh, do not plant your field with two kinds of seed, and do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of materials. Mixed blends. That's not good. That's not good. Now, my point is, is that everybody that we know, whether you're covenant theology, dispensationalism, new covenant theology. Everybody that we know would say that those verses don't apply today. That if you wear a mixed blend, if we're checking your collar, and, you, and it's obvious that you are wearing a mixed blend shirt, shirt, no one's going to tell you you're sinning. Oh, but it's God's word. Or to use the language, it's, it's God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training righteousness. So we're not under His authority... But it does function as a teaching tool. And then you'd ask, well, how does it function as a teaching tool? Well, the answer is, it's an illustration of holiness. Holiness means that which causes believers to stand out from non-believers. Well, how do you do that if Israel is an unbelieving picture of the people of God? How do you illustrate holiness? Well, the way they illustrated holiness was uh, external things. 
So example, from Leviticus 19, you could not cut the edge of your beard. You could not wear a mixed blend shirt. You could not plant two different kinds of seed in the same field. Now, so these, so whereas these laws, let's see, these mosaic laws of Leviticus 19, they don't apply to us anymore. We don't have to obey them. So in that sense, they're not relevant to us as far as obedience, because they're not God's law for us in the new covenant era, because the law of Christ does not bring them over. Okay, so from that point of view, no, they're not relevant. They are relevant functioning as a picture of holiness. Okay, so when we talk about all scripture is God's word, God breathed, we're not saying all scripture is equally relevant at all times. We're not saying that, because scripture doesn't say that. So example, when uh, the, the promised land uh, in Israel is that's the promise given to Abraham. Well, but that promise, as far as the physical promise, is not relevant to us, because that's not for us, that's for Israel. But what the promised land was a picture of, in Hebrews 4 it says it's a picture of salvation, that being with the Lord forever in a land that does not end, well then, it becomes relevant that way in its fulfillment. So, the mistake, at least to me, the mistake that's made is that you take 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 and you, you, you apply it in the way that the Bible, I don't think, allows you to apply it. So, example, uh, if you were going to take, if you were going to be stranded on an island and you could only take one book of the Bible, which book would you take? Mm. Well, nobody that I know would take Zephaniah. <laughs> it's God's word. It's absolutely true. But it's not as equally relevant to our lives as believers. Let's say then the book of Romans. You know, things like that. You know, I'm, I'm thinking in, in uh, I believe it's Matthew, where it talks about the law. And it talks about the fact that that. Jesus didn't come to abolish, but came to fulfill not only the law, but the law and the prophets. So it's not saying that the Old Testament doesn't matter anymore, but it had a fulfillment. It had, in other words, it had a purpose. That purpose was fulfilled in Christ. Right? So otherwise we'd get rid of two-thirds of our Bibles. Well, that, that's true. So you just, you just brought up probably the... Uh, another passage that is commonly misunderstood, mm. Matthew five seventeen and 18 on the Sermon on the Mount, where it says, Do not th think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Well, that's then people say, Whoa, Jesus came to fulfill all, the, all, all of the Mosaic law, or all of the Old Testament's equally valid. That's not what he means. Mm. Because what he's saying is that I've not come to abolish the law or the prophets. As soon as he says, or the prophets, he's not talking about obeying the Mosaic law. He's talking about fulfilling the purpose of the law and the prophets, which is, it was all pointing the way to the cross, or illustrating what the cross was going to accomplish. 
So once, as you said, once Jesus comes and he goes to the cross, his suffering and death on the cross, he fulfills what all of this was pointing toward. So he, when he says, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them, he's fulfilling what they were a picture of and pointing to, which is the cross. Uh, and then he says, of course, for truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Of course, in this one, it simply means that this present heavens and earth will not disappear before this happens. That is, that the Mosaic law will continue in full effect until everything is accomplished. Well, that's, we talked, to, we've talked about that in the past. You could, that could either mean second coming of Christ when everything is accomplished, or the cross of Christ. And so, if it's the second coming, well, that doesn't make any sense, because if it was the second coming, it says not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until all is accomplished. Okay, so even Leviticus 19, as we read about the uh, mixed uh, fabrics, mixed blends, uh, that would be sin under the Mosaic law, but that doesn't, that law is no longer in effect for us today. So, so it can't mean second coming, because that would mean the Mosaic law is in full effect until the second coming, and that's not true. So then the cross, well that fits neatly because Jesus was born and ministered under the, the Old Covenant. He had to obey the Mosaic Law, and that was in full effect until the cross, when he accomplished everything, and then now the Mosaic Law is no more. So this is, as you pointed out, this old idea that all Scripture is equally relevant at all times is not true. All Scripture is God-breathed, the Word of God, and it is applicable to our lives one way or another. It could be illustrative, illustrative of some, of some truth, but, example, Mosaic Law no longer applies to us today, even though it is God's Word, but it illustrates God's holiness, whatever. So this is, I think, an important distinction that we need to keep track of. Uh, all scripture is God-breathed, but not all scripture is equally relevant uh, to all believers at all times. One other aspect of this that, that comes to mind, I remember hearing this years and years ago from, I don't even remember who, but the idea that, that we cannot really understand the New Testament if we haven't first understood the Old. And likewise, we really don't understand fully the Old Testament without understanding the new, that they do go together. We would say one of the tenets that we hold to in New Covenant theology is we interpret the old through the lens of the new. Right. And I think that's all part of this discussion. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. And the idea is the new presupposes that you've understood the old, because right. it's constantly referring back and quoting the old. So it's not as though... we're if you read the New, you're just going to be, quote, a New Testament Christian. 
That's not possible because this example, take the Gospel of Matthew, which constantly is quoting the Old Testament. Constantly. Okay, well, the, the assumption is you, you know the Old Testament. The New is built on the Old, but we interpret the Old through the lens of the New. So it, it's not, you cannot, you know, divide them and put them at odds with each other. No, they're both necessary. It is true that the teaching passages this side of Pentecost, which, are, which contain the law of Christ, they are more obviously relevant to believers who live this side of Pentecost. Well, that's true. So that we will spend more of our time in the New Testament than we do to the Old. Well, that would be true. But we do have to know the Old because the New is based on the Old. Right. So, well, it's a good discussion because you're right. If we just read, like so many passages in Scripture, if we just read those two verses, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, we could come, come away with a really goofy idea that isn't going to work. Oh, yeah, because I've heard it where guys will read that passage and then to justify, let's say, something from the Mosaic Law equally applies today when it's not brought over under the law of Christ. Right. And we say, no, no, that's not what that means. Yeah. As in most things, we know what it says, we can read it, but we're debating what it means. Right, how, and how do we apply it today? Yes. That's always the key. Well, it's been a good discussion. If, if you have any uh, questions about this topic, or if you have any suggestions for other topics you'd like us to discuss in the future, uh, please let us know. You can do that by going to our website, which is ids.org. Or if you'd really like to have some fun, you can call Jeff directly at... My cell phone number is 480-313-8558. My email address is volker.jeff at gmail.com. Just remember that the Jeff is a G-E-O-F-F. -F. Right. Thanks for listening.